really quick before we get into this next episode, I wanted to give you an update on something that happened from our last episode, which was the points unknown. Oh, we're yeah. Our mindful paddle. Martha's face just lit up because she's like, oh, I know what you're talking about now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, in that we mentioned that one of the dogs, Siri, was pregnant, was going to have puppies very soon. And I believe it was on either Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, she had five Five cute little puppies. I just keep seeing pictures of them on my feed and it just makes my day. (laughs) They're just so cute and little. If If you're feeling down and you want a little bit of a boost today, go to the Points Unknown Facebook page because she has been updating on basically throughout the day uh, when the puppies were born as they were coming along and then some final updates that show some pictures of the puppies and they're now like four or five days old and four they're... days old yep she posted oh. some pictures this morning oh, they of them s- sleeping so cute. so cute they're so tiny they're so fluffy um, we hope to get out there and maybe get to meet them soon yes but puppy time that will be another day because we have <laughs> something else happening today Today's episode brings us all the way back down to Duluth, which we haven't been to in a while, but this episode is going to be another Canal Park-ish related one. We are going to be visiting the Great Lakes Aquarium. Martha, have you ever been to the Great Lakes Aquarium? I do believe that I've been there maybe once as a kid, but it's been like years and years and years i took my kids a few years ago but it's when they were pretty young and i don't think we got to enjoy it to its fullest extent so we are going to be meeting with the executive director and getting a little behind the scenes look at the great lakes aquarium and taking you on a tour with us so come along i'm jay and i'm martha and this is exploring the north shore Say your name and what sure. you do and where you do it. Okay, so, uh, well, uh, my name is Jay Walker. I'm the executive director here at the Great Lakes Aquarium in Duluth, Minnesota. All right, and you were telling us earlier, but you can tell the to the listening audience, <laughs> you've been doing this for 23 years? Or yes, wow. yes, yeah, 23 years. So I, um, yeah, so I started here in 1999 as the curator. That's when I, what I was hired on for, and my job at that point was to open the facility well I should part of it was opening was getting all the animals so getting the collections we had an off-site holding because obviously when you're going to open an aquarium you can't just snap your fingers and have, have 1200 animals yeah. here right you have to have some place where you can hold them so we had a holding facility that we opened and that was part of my job was finding that holding facility um, getting it set up you know putting the systems in there plumbing it if you will is the term that means just putting the pipes to the putting the pumps to the tanks to the filters <laughs> And then um, we had that and hiring the staff and then running out and getting the getting all the animals that we that we had for the aquarium. Also permitting. There's a lot of permits that are involved mm-hmm. with this as well. Um, like for us to have the animals here, we have to have state permits, federal permits. So it was all those parts, then building the getting the putting together the processes and, and all of the um, um, how we would take care of the critters and then um, working at the aquarium itself as it was being built. So when I was I started, they, they had just cleared the area and were putting pilings down. And the reason they were putting pilings down is we're kind of built on a swamp here. Mm-hmm. And so when you have a 25 foot tall tank, you need something to something stable. So they had to yeah. run pilings down to about 150 feet to hit bedrock to, to wow. put that this far on. down for bedrock. Right. So, wow. yeah, so that's that's what this. So they did. They were putting those pilings in when I started. And then my job at that point was to be here when we were building the structures and putting the, putting the um, you know, helping out with the contractors as we were putting in the, uh, the systems and, and meeting with the, the life support people. Life support is the, the filtration. That's the term. Okay. For, okay. For, <laughs> vernacular for, for, for filtration. Oh, so there's support. not a lot of like life threatening things right. that happen here, We right? call it that because, because basically why it's called it's that their is, life. Yes, because <laughs> the, the system supports the life. That's okay. why it's called life support. But filtration for much better, easier to understand. There's some of those shop talk, if you will. Yeah, so getting that running, setting up those systems, and then basically hauling in all the animals. And as I was telling you the story before we came in here, it was a four-day, we had four days to bring animals in, and it was, it was pretty intense. It was a lot of just nonstop hauling animals from the holding facility um, which was just east of here, to, okay, uh, which is like, I don't know how far, about maybe a mile away to here. So, and it was just nonstop 
Just kept <laughs> on going until we opened on the 29th. How many animals were here on the day it opened? Oh man, that was such a great question. I think we had, um, I think we had 1,200 animals at that time that we had brought in. I, I can't exactly remember. That's I kind of just kind of I think that's what it was at. Okay. How many do yeah. you think you have now? Oh my gosh, how many do we have now? That is a great question. I don't actually, I don't even know. I'd have to ask our husbandry team what we have. But I, I think, um, do you know? Nobody tells Probably us anything. More than <laughs> you just uh, run the place, you don't really. Yeah, no, it's, it, there's a few. <laughs> there's a few. I don't, I, you know what? If I could get on our Zims, so we have uh, software that counts all that. So oh, okay. I can, I can, we can find that out for you. Okay, well, I, I mean, it's just kind of fun to think about how many. Living beings are just here all Actually, the time. Actually, you know what? Why don't you just pop sure. out and see what oh. the number is? Yeah. Somebody, somebody in education will know. You can just run over there and say, does anybody know? So is Thanks, it Amy. mostly freshwater fish? It's it's a, it's mostly freshwater. Yes, correct. Mostly freshwater fish, but we do have reptiles. We have amphibians. We have um, a lot. We have avian birds uh, mm -hmm. species. We um, So like we have uh, bogey, our bald eagle. Oh. Um, we also have horses, turkey vulture, some, a lot of ducks. We have our duck area. So, so, you know, some different, you know, animals besides fish. We also have a skunk. We have a oh. possum. And we have otters, which are probably the stars of the show, the North American <laughs> River otters. excited for the otters. <laughs> yeah, so those those are two big popular. But we also have tropical species, like we have some cichlids from African cichlids. We have Amazonian fish. Fish are probably the the most popular guy. There is our Loki, our electric eel. So he's about five oh. and a half feet long, and he's really really cool. Electric eels are really groovy. They uh, when they hunt, they send off an electric shock, yeah. and that like basically paralyzes oh. their prey, and then. They can come up and eat him. And so we have these electrodes in the water that pick up his, his, um, the, he shoots the, it out. He, yeah, yeah, lack of a term when he sends out his little volts. He, uh, so then the, the, it lights up like Christmas lights around oh, the exhibit oh, and things cool. like that, which is cool. And you can hear it. Like we yeah. have the static, so you can uh -huh. hear the, the electrical pulses being through the water. And so when he's feeding, it's just like, like a rave up there. It's oh. just lights going <laughs> off and, things everywhere so it's pretty exciting so he's fun he's a cool cool animal they're really cool species anyway they they hunt in packs which i learned oh, about which is really cool how do they not accidentally electrocute themselves they're, <laughs> great so question so they're they're insulated from it obviously okay. they, they can create it but they're, yeah, they're, they they themselves are insulated from from that and can't see very well they're they're really um their eyes are not terribly developed and so they'll have but they go through as groups and then they'll send this bubble net you know or this electric net now and just go to town it's kind of wow. cool yeah they're super, really cool. they're super cool animals but we also have saltwater fish too we have probably one of our more popular exhibits has been our jellyfish touch pool oh. which is oh. really exciting like like people like always think of touching a jellyfish is a bad idea yeah right? well just the bottom part right yeah right where the stingers are yeah yeah no we don't we don't put the ones that have the really bad stings okay. yeah, no, we have moon jellies uh and moon jellies are very they do they have nematocysts which are the stinging cells but they're not as strong as some of the others what do we get more than 1300 species more than 1300 oh, okay so 1200 they're not too yeah, much yeah 1300 species species i couldn't find the individuals oh so that's oh. different that's different because mm -hmm. we only had 72 species when when oh, i wow. still that's still a big growth so that's a huge, that's a huge difference growth. yeah that's a huge that's difference crazy. yeah so yeah so that means that number is 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 probably in like I would assume twenty four to probably anywhere between twenty four hundred and probably three thousand. I would assume mm -hmm. is like in there. So yeah, um, we can get that to you. Um, yeah. Edit it in. I'll say. Yeah. It. <laughs> you can have like. I can wait, put it in the article right. too. Oh yeah, how many animals? <laughs> we have four thousand, right? Like that, and then cut it back out. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> so it's in a completely different like yeah, sound tone. right right exactly exactly have somebody have, have amy saying it trying to sound like me um so With like a deep voice no. yeah yeah right <laughs> right all right thousand speed names um anyway but yeah so 1300 species mm -hmm. that's that's wow. that's pretty good so uh, the moon jellies are their nematocysts aren't as strong as some of the other jellyfish so like i can touch them and it's not going to be an issue but mm -hmm. there are some people that that could have a reaction to it so we have to be yeah. a little careful but if you touch them really gently on the bell which is the the top of the of yeah. the jellyfish that's where we ask people to do that so that's really popular they're marine um we also have a marine touch pool which is uh has anemones and and uh you know animals like that in it which is really exciting and then we have corals. We have a couple of coral displays, so live corals. We have in our invasive species exhibit, which is 
super interesting. We talk about uh, like the lamprey was yeah. like a really cool, terrible. It's a terrible yeah. animal. <laughs> it's very cool because it's a jawless fish and it's really creepy because its mouth will be right on the window yeah. so you can see its rows of teeth. Yeah, and they're they're super creepy, but they're an invasive species that you know came in when the Welland Canal was built in the mm-hmm. eighteen. No, 1950s, sorry. They just, they came and, and decimated the area. So we talk about, but their management is great. The, mm-hmm. the, the you know, DNR and, and government is doing a great job of managing those numbers. But we just talk about how important invasive species are. But then we have a fish like the lionfish, which is a marine animal, which is a, just to give a concept here that, that you know, we have invasive species, but it's a global issue because mm-hmm. in Florida, the coast of Florida, the lionfish are a really terrible invasive species from Pacific Ocean. And they were released into the Caribbean. And now they're everywhere down there. And so that's that gives you, you know, just context of how it's not just here. Like smallmouth bass is interesting. That's a one of our local fish. I don't know if you guys are mm-hmm. familiar. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, they're they're really they're a common fish here. They're invasive in Japan. So it's like, you oh. know, so you look at some of these areas that oh. it's like it can be a global issue and it's it's something that we have to really be careful about. And something like a lionfish, mm-hmm. what happens is not to go down a path here, but using a platform, I guess. The lionfish was some, probably somebody's pet. They probably oh, had it yeah. in their aquarium, and they were moving, and they didn't know what to do with it. And they're like, "Oh, here's this nice ocean. I'll just put it here." And then, boom! Or flushing it down the toilet. Do with, like, yeah, those giant goldfish that live right. in random, like yep. yeah. Because people release them because they don't want to do and euthanize they don't them or how big they can yep. get when they're and in a huge then they tank. populate and they don't have <laughs> prey and or they don't have something to keep their numbers in check. So that's for us. It's really important to point to talk about that. Those are the kinds of issues that we work with. Oh, okay, so that's that. And then we also have other saltwater display that we have is our shipwrecks gallery, which we talk about um, fish that are in like tropical environments like the Pacific. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a, a World War II mock-up of a wreck from World War II and talk about how fish move into those wrecks. Oh. There's corals built there oh, and cool. then fish, it becomes habitat. And so, yeah. That's so, cool. That's kind of the gamut of everything we've got. Did I hear everything? Anything I'm missing? Well, I was only here for part of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, we'll assume think. so. Yeah. Well, right. how did you dip with the skunk? Oh, that was, we have our, our curator of terrestrial animals worked in Wisconsin and she has had experience with it and said, hey, I think we can get a skunk. <laughs> and one of the things that we try to do with, like, you know, I told you about the fish and mm-hmm. I told you there's some other animals. We also, we really want to talk about the watershed. So the water, you know, that's everything that is connected to the body of water, like the land that, that water would flow down into it. So like the Lake Superior watershed is very large. Mm -hmm. And so we use those species um, that are terrestrial species to talk about the watershed. The skunk was just a great opportunity to talk about an animal that's really fun, exciting animal because everybody's like, "Ah!" you know, skunks. Who knows, is it going to spray? Yeah, is it going to spray? And obviously this animal is is born in captivity and it um, it has had those glands removed. So, I mean, they still kind of stink, but they're not going (laughs) to throw out the musky smell, that terrible, terrible smell. skunks. Yeah, they're cute as buttons. so cute. They're adorable, <laughs> I will say, but they're also that. Yeah, the videos that, of them like yeah, that, jumping at that, people, right. trying, trying to be tough. Yeah, I but they're it. a great, they're a great ambassador <laughs> animal too. So we okay. get a chance to bring them out and use them for outreach and and to talk to people about them and show show them what they're what they're like. Um, we also have a possum too, which honestly, between the, the four of us in this room, and I know this is going to be on. Um, I'm a fish guy, so <laughs> I'm going to say I'm, I'm, I can tell you everything about our local fish that I got. I did not know there were opossum around here until we decided to get one. I actually don't know if I, I always, did that. I didn't. I, I don't always, think I knew that either. I always thought they were a southern animal. I had never realized that we have a lo- their look could be found in Minnesota. That really? just kind of blew me away. I feel like we so. should go possum hunting. Yeah, right? Not like hunting, but like searching for the possum. Right, right, right. Like Bigfoot and possum. Yes. Like searching for it. <laughs> anyway, I didn't, I, it kind of surprised me. But they're fun yeah, around here, right? They're the yeah. only marsupial that is lo- native to the United States. Their full common name is the Virginia Virginia opossum. Virginia yep. Um, and that's, I don't know why they... Yeah, I should take I take it. They're not really found around Lake Superior, but the Michigan area. Okay. So they are in the Still. Great Lakes watershed. Yeah, so you can see their range. <laughs> okay. But I would never huh. have guessed. I thought they were up in, they were probably in the very southern They're part of Minnesota. Actually. Probably starting to move a bit because of climate change and things like yep. that. Like everybody, yep. every animal's kind of shifting their existence just yeah. based on where they can live yep. comfortably now. Right. Yeah, blew me away though. I did not realize <laughs> they were this far north. I figured they were all like. Way south. So who or what is mm-hmm. your favorite 
individual being in this building. Besides Not, Amy? Uh, besides, um, yeah, besides Amy. <laughs> um, <Thank> let's see. <laughs> She's like, that just made my day. You don't even know. <laughs> uh, let's see. What would it be? I, you know, I, uh, what is my favorite animal here? Um, there's so many of them. It's hard to pick. I guess if, if I was to, my favorite group of animals is smallmouth bass. I love smallmouth bass. They're just so interesting. And because I worked with them when I, I was I a degree in aquaculture and we were raising them in ponds and the the male protects the eggs when, oh. when the female lays the eggs and the male hangs out with them and they will fight to the death to protect those eggs. And it just, I think it's just cool. They're such neat animals for that and they're gorgeous and they're cool. But I think here, my favorite one, we have a big sturgeon. I call her Helga. Is that what they still call her? Is it Helga? Yeah, Helga. <laughs> she, there's Hoover as well, but Helga is probably my favorite. So I used to dive. When I did more diving, um, she would interact with me and I could like hug her and, oh. her and so yeah. So I mean, most of our divers can. She's very, they're like puppy dogs, but yeah. she's got a great personality and I just really, yeah. So Helga's probably oh, my favorite. Cool. Yeah. I, just, I don't picture sturgeon being like puppy dogs. Right? <laughs> but because it's a great visual. You, you know, it. when we dive in the water. So we, this is kind of an interesting story about that as far as how husbandry for these animals go. We can do two types of feeding. The types of, of ways that we feed these animals. We do broadcast feeding, meaning we prep a bunch of food and then we throw it across tanks. So we broadcast it across okay. the aquarium and a bunch of animals come up and eat it. Or we target feed. And target feed means that we literally go to one individual and give them food. And so all of our sturgeon, we target feed. So our divers get in the water with a bag of food and drop down and then go to each one and make sure that everybody gets, they usually have a vitamin that we give them inside the fish. So we make sure one of them gets their vitamins <laughs> and, and they also get, you know, some fish. And so they know that we're their food source. And so okay. they come after you like, like you're like the greatest thing in the world. They're kissing you and hugging all over you and they'll like goose you. It's great. But they're big, these big fleshy mouths come out and kind of <laughs> go like that. So you got to be really careful there. And. Um, so yeah, they have, but they also, you start seeing their personalities that kind of come through on there. Like my favorite fish, the smart way to smallmouth bass, his name is Sparky <laughs> and, uh, we don't have Sparky anymore. Oh. And I get a little choked up when I think about Sparky because he was my little friend, <laughs> but we, it was years ago, but Sparky was a smallmouth and, and he would, I'd get in the water and most of the smallmouth could really care less about me. They just like, yeah, give us food. We don't really care. Mm -hmm. But Sparky come rolling over and he'd look at me. And I give him a little piece of shrimp or something, and then he'd like eat it, and then he'd like hang out with me. So I love that. Fish. So they have little personalities. They really do. It's kind of interesting. Think of fish having personalities, right? I used to have a goldfish that would let me pet it. I would come in, it would swim to the top. I'd pet it. It was one of those like brain fish. They looked yeah, like they right, brain right, on the right, outside. Right, yeah, yeah right. one of those guys. And I'd just pet him, and I'm like, you, I only goldfish I've ever met who will go out of its way to interact with another right. human being. So right. Like, That's how Sparky was. Sparky yeah. went, like, everybody could care less. He'd come rolling up to me. Fish was swimming. Sorry, he didn't roll. <laughs> yeah, he didn't, like, roll over. <laughs> okay, Sparky, stand on your fin. That might explain why he was, no. Yeah, that might have been why, yeah, right? Maybe there was, yeah, that could explain. A little confusion. In but his... he was, yeah, he was cool. Well, and actually, it's another kind of leap to husbandry. So I've been in this doing animal care, had been for, like, 26 years, and I never thought of training a fish, and now we do. We actually train fish to target a, an object so that they know that's where they get fed, and that's kind of cool. Like our, our uh, Chewy, who is our um, zebra shark, so he's, I don't know, I think he's probably about 60 to 80 pounds, somewhere in there, and we have to weigh him every once in a while. And weighing fish is kind of a drag, and when you have a big animal like that, trying to weigh him can be a real to-do. So we have a sling set up in the exhibit, and when we feed him, we target him to go into that sling and yeah. feed. And so he does that every day. We feed him twice a day. I think they feed him twice a day. And so then when it's time to actually weigh him, it's a happy He's situation. Like that's there. a good place. So we bring him in there and then we can pull him out in the sling and weigh him and then put him back in the water. It's mm -hmm. low stress. The animal, you know, is, is okay with it because they think, well, this is positive. I'm getting I'm fed get here. Food, yeah. so totally. Whatever. So that, yeah. And I'd never knew that. And now we do that a lot with a lot of our species oh, where cool. we put like a, a target in the in the water and they go up to the target to get fed so it's kind of cool nice. yeah they're really a little cool. smarter than we've given credit for <laughs> yeah i mean right. yeah cool mm -hmm. and then what sort of exhibits does the aquarium currently have most of our exhibits talk about the great lakes or, or have some connection to the great lakes or freshwater i should say so the first exhibit you walk in is our origins gallery and that's talking about literally the origins of the great lakes from the from the pre-cambrian so 500 million years ago to the is when the Great Lakes really was was formed, and then um, we talk about that movement of time of what what how does the Great Lakes look from 500 million years ago to today, 
And so that's that story, which is hard to do, by the way, in a 2,500 square foot <laughs> yeah. space to tell 500 million years of stories. So we do our best to truncate that and, and give a kind, a kind of an idea of how, you know, how, it, how things had changed. During the Silurian period, it was a shallow sea and oh. like the whole world Salt was water? like, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah was, and it was corals and there was no fish. And then there was the rise of fish that came about 100 million years later, a couple hundred million years later. Maybe 100 million years. I don't know. I can't remember my timing. <laughs> I hate when I do these on podcasts. <laughs> I did another one where I was talking about I was talking about alligators. We also have we also have alligators because there was a big alligator uh, reptiles when the reptiles came around. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we don't all know about dinosaurs. And I gave the wrong time. Oh, no. It's killing like, me. So yeah. I'm not going to give you any times on this. You guys look it up. There was Google an alligator. I think it's it was Mississippian periods. Google it. Yeah. Don't listen to me because I'll tell you the wrong thing. Uh, so we talk about that. And then that gets you to today. And then we talk about some different habitats around Lake Superior, like uh, Baptism River, which is a cold water fast uh, river system that flows in. And then we talk about St. Louis River, which is a warm water um, or temperate. I shouldn't say warm water. That's different. Yeah, temperate it's... river system that's slow moving. And we talk about the differences in animals and what you would find in those in those habitats. Then we have otters. That's from our otter cove. That's looking at the provincial park and northern part of Lake Superior. Then we sort of we talk about H2O, which is the the water table is at. That's the water table of the Great Lakes. So you can see how water flows through the Great Lakes. And then we talk about water, how it flows through our community. Obviously, with the we have the big hills here, and you guys are up in Grand Ray, I think yep. is how is that right? It's yep. so the same thing. You can see that that ancient shoreline and how that flows in. So we talk about, you know, how water flows down to the lake and how important it is to make sure that's clean. Mm -hmm. And then from there, we sort of branch out. We have the Amazon Gallery, as I mentioned, um, the Invasive Species Gallery, and then Unsalted Seas, which is a really exciting gallery in my mind because we talk about about large lakes of the world and the biodiversity and the climate and and issues like climate change and um, uh, the species that are found there. So it's very cool. And then shipwrecks, which Ooh, is the, yeah, that's, that's right. the, uh, that exhibit is near and dear to my heart because it was my idea. The concept is um, we take Great Lakes shipwrecks because if you're a diver, this is the Disneyland of freshwater diving up here. <laughs> there is so many wrecks so to dive and so interesting. Yeah. I mean, you can even see some from the shore. If Absolutely. A good day. Yeah, you can for sure. And, and so we use that to compare Great Lakes shipwrecks to, like I said earlier, the Pacific shipwreck, like a mm-hmm. uh, World War II wrecks, and then also an ancient shipwreck. So in the Mediterranean seas, how are those different and how are they similar? And how, is, how do those wrecks affect the, the, their environment and vice versa? So pretty fun exhibit. I like that one. That's that's kind of that's kind of it. Am I missing anything? Well, we have the, we have oh, there's a whole bunch with the eagle display, <laughs> Raptor, Raptor Ridge. Ridge with with the eagle, and and then we have a, a forest exhibit which is really fun. There's a climbing tree in there for kids to learn oh, about yeah. our Pritter our, our what is Pritter Corner yeah. right where the jellies are. Yep. Man, you just have to come There's, here. Yeah, it sounds like it. Right? And how long would you suggest somebody take out of their day to spend here? Oh, like a weekend. <laughs> um, I would, you know, it's usually a couple hours. You know, most people spend an hour and a half to two hours here. For sure. And I've had people that have come and spend the whole day, though. I mean, there's there's definitely enough information. If there's something here for everybody, there's, you know, it's, there's, you know, we have things that kids can, can interact with. There's some really great information for adults and great touching experiences are cool. I mean, where do you get to touch a jellyfish? I mean, that's, that's really cool. fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the sturgeon touch bowl, that's in unsalted seas. And so we have a bunch of Asian species, Eastern Asian species around the Caspian Sea of, of sturgeon that we have in that large lakes gallery that people can can touch and you that's just chill really out there you can oh yeah wow. super fun <laughs> touching the yeah, sturgeon are great they're super fun to, to interact with and you know they're big fish that come swimming around and, and if you're a reader there's a lot of information you can take mm-hmm. in like i'm a reader i go to museums and i will read so my wife hates me for that but there's a lot of good information there <laughs> take a picture read it later yeah <laughs> so there's a lot of there's interactive stuff there's there's uh, interactive displays there's some great you know learning opportunities as well as we have staff that go through and, and connect with with guests throughout the day and show maybe bring an animal around so you get a chance to see like a snake or or something to that effect. So just someone something. walking around with a yep. snake? Nice. Yeah, there's Solid a lot of opportunities that we, we <laughs> try to have as many opportunities as possible to have guests interact with some of our staff to show them some of the kind of the neater things that you maybe you wouldn't see or you could easily miss or show feedings or yeah. like bring, bring an animal out. So, so there are scheduled stuff. feedings that people can watch? Um, or... Well, I will say that the, we do, uh, we, that changed with the pandemic so we had to we had to stop because we we weren't able to have groups but that we're getting back to that so i think that the otters is is scheduled 
Let's put a pin on there that. Two seconds. <laughs> I can tell you exactly. There was, there is scheduled feeds. I know. I sound like, do you even work here? I <laughs> um, back in the day, you have to understand. Before pandemic, I would say yeah. We, there was, there was the pre-pandemic. We had a feeding at eleven. We had a feeding. At, we had a feeding every hour oh, that okay. was scheduled. Now what we've been doing though is ch- we've changed that a little bit. I think we still do the dive show and we do the and the otter feeding. I'm not seeing them on here. But now what we've been trying to do is doing more of those personal interactions. So just having, again, we really want to make sure that people have an opportunity to see somebody and we gather up, but we don't, as not as many scheduled uh, scheduled events as we used to. The pandemic was, was, a, was difficult because, you know, when you have an organization who's like our whole purpose is to get people to get together, be connected with, with each other and the animal. And then how do you do that? when you're supposed to be social distancing and so you know we used to have these large groups that would get together and we would do programs and and do a lot of feeding programs but then we had to get away from that try to find different ways to connect but now we're getting back so excellent this last year has been been really really big change Mm -hmm. getting back to normal if you will it's like it's just kind of happened you know even for us it was like oh we don't have to do this anymore okay yeah right Kind of different now, right? It's the same, as isn't before, it? You know, I, just... I think when we when we got into it, I remember hearing that it comes in like a lion, and then it just kind of ends. Yep. <laughs> Even though we're still, our numbers are really high. I, know. I, you know, we're still, you know, we're still seeing issues, and it's, but it is. I, I think it, it also is a point of where people are kind of, mm-hmm. oof, I think I've had enough. But yeah. We also have to be diligent. It's, it's, you know, it was a tough. It's a tough thing for. I don't know what you're. What you guys went through, you probably had some similar thing, but we had to close for five months. Oh, I didn't that, know five during months. The, for 2020, all, all of, it wasn't oh. just us. It was like any, you know, attraction or, or, or entertainment type facility or what have you, you had to close um, because of those, you know, that was just what you had to do. You, we weren't essential, right? Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, yeah. So it, 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 that's, that was a tough, that was a tough go. Well, because you couldn't go. just... Lock the doors and walk right. away. <laughs> right. You have animals to take 100%. care of and fish to take and care of. And that's what those were the logistics that were a little difficult is then we'd have to, you know, people still had to be here. So, you know, okay. yeah, it was, we're in a good place, obviously. We've come out of it in a good place, and which I'm really happy so about. So financially, everything's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, because we, it was really interesting that we had five months closed, but then the next year we had a record number oh, yeah, year. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which 2021 was because wild. everybody's like, "Give me out of my house, yeah. darn it! I need to go somewhere." At least but you that's couldn't my fly thing. still. But so you it's like, fly. Where can I drive? Where, where can I drive? Where are you gonna go? Duluth. Duluth. There we go. Heck, I was coming. Here. I haven't been there for a while. Yeah. We may have. Yeah. I was walking through the Ukraine. This place is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really cool to see. But I also think we're seeing it this year. It's changing again, but it's changing more towards like what we had saw before that. Our attendance is slightly down to last year, but our education numbers are up okay. because we didn't have school groups. So I'm sure there was a lot of parents that were like, I need to get my kids somewhere. Today. So that's that was at least I know I would have been if I had young kids. Yeah. Mine are older, but um, at the time I would have been like, we're going somewhere. Yeah. We saw a lot. I think we saw a lot of that. But this year we're seeing higher group numbers because the education groups are back and higher more events. Because events can get together. You know, people can have weddings. They can have... Oh, we, do, we have a wedding here? Yep. We do weddings. Uh, we do meetings. We do... Come, yep. In fact, really? I think we have... Uh, we just... We have one coming up a couple weeks. Or in a couple, oh, few days. Can the otter be the ring bear? <laughs> otter cannot be the ring bear. Would be great. That would be great. Probably would eat it, to be honest. She'd run off. She'd eat it. Or hide it. Agus plays with keys, too. Yeah, so oh, she'd probably just like... Who's the coolest thing ever? Where'd my $5,000 ring go? I don't know. Yeah, so no otter can't be a ring bear, but that doesn't mean you can't hang out with the otters and be here for your wedding. So yeah, we do that. Cool. I never even photo session with the otter. Yeah, absolutely. We do. It's it's really I and it for me. I love. I was telling you guys about when we came in about our water wall that you see when you come in. It's just you know that giant twenty six foot by like forty feet uh, glass wall. So water flows over the. Or in front of it, it's our fountain there. It's really impressive, but at night it's even better. And so the whole aquarium is is a whole different animal at night for lack of a better term but it's just different because the with the the because then it's just the lighting that you see and it's really it's a it's a cool experience have you or will you again or uh done sleepovers oh yeah yeah we just have yeah we just started doing those again awesome. yeah that's been really fun over at the zoo when i was a kid yeah wow. at lsu yeah. lake superior zoo yep. yeah yeah okay yeah, oh, so. this wasn't here when you were a kid no. so no. that was forever ago okay probably the I 90s my mom when that was but yeah me 
my, my family just went and stayed the night there and did like a nocturnal tour. <laughs> Which is really fun. Yeah. See like the, the, yeah. the nocturnal animals out and about. Right. <laughs> and yeah, they also have a cool. I could imagine doing that here. That'd be so cool. That'd be yeah. so cool. Yeah, we fun. should do it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. We've done. Yeah. My favorite we did years ago. And, and this was always so funny is we, we had, um, there was during grandma's marathon, mm-hmm. we had a group that came and stayed here, did an overnight that <laughs> so they can sleep because we got on the bus right down here. It was perfect. They haven't done that in a few park. years, but it was brilliant. Yeah. They'd come here and they'd do an overnight and then they'd and, go run and the race. Lodging's hard to find. So if you. Right. Right. Huh. We thought it was brilliant. That that is where are you genius. guys staying? All the aquarium. Yeah. And we did like the full experience. Like, all right, you know, we just look at their place to stay, but now we're going to do the, <laughs> we're going to do a tour. Come on, let's do it. So it Take super advantage. Why not? What other youth? programs do you have we have uh, preschool programs like the whirly gigs and which is right now we have some summer camp things that are happening too so we have for everything from from early a lot of early childhood things like uh i'm trying to think of the the i don't have the names of everything hold on because we have like polylog we have whirly gigs gigs, kestrels kestrels thank you that's why you're here to keep me on on point again you think do i work chickadees uh, we have, let's try this, see how we have whirly gigs, we have nature play, um, these are all programs for, for youngins. Then we have the summer camps, which is so fun. My favorite camp that we do is um, uh, scuba camp, and so that's where people, where kids can come, I think the ages of 10 to, to 12, or even, well, even older, I think 10 to 15, and then they learn how to scuba dive, and oh, so get cool. the chance to go scuba diving. We have, with our staff, we have two two instructors on staff that takes take kids out we have animal care camp which just wrapped which is super fun where the kids come in and and prep food and feed animals and to learn what it is to take care of animals and then um, we have a new program for teens that's called trout and that's a really fun program so 15 and older you know can come in and and they do some really fun programs and like go seining for fish so they seine and see what animals are in the ponds and things like that so that's really fun they just did that just recently they were out seining so, yeah, we have a lot of cool programs. We have birthday parties that we have, that, like speaking of events, that you can have, bring your kid in for a birthday party. The overnight, as we yeah. mentioned. So, yeah, there's a lot of different things. Right. On our website, glaquarium.org, there's all kind of, kind of cool stuff. And then um, what adult activities do you have? Because this all sounds like fun, but I'm too old. <laughs> well, funny you should ask, because right now we have our beer garden that's happening oh, every yeah. Thursday night in the courtyard next to the next to the aquarium. We have a beer garden. So we have uh, Earthrider Beer. We partnered with them. Earthrider is a brewery in Superior, mm-hmm. and uh, the beer is great. And then we have the Duluth Symphony Orchestra has a quartet that comes in plays. And so that's really fun. And that's from five to nine or eight, eight. or something. Five to eight, okay. right? Thanks. Well, they yep. play from six to eight, but the beer girl on Thursdays? On Thursday night through mm-hmm. the summer. So that'll be until uh, till, uh, through August. We'll okay. do that. And then we have a food truck here. So we have different food trucks that come every Thursday and hang out. We want a food truck that comes so you can get some food, grab some beer, and listen to some music. It's really great. That Sitting right on the look at the bay. and Yeah, it's excellent. I love so it. It's so fun. <laughs> it's super fun. I, I mean, again, I may be biased, but I, really, I do it. I enjoy it. And actually, it came from the pandemic because we, again, at a time of, of what can, you know, people weren't going inside. I, I was like, well, we have a lot of outside space. What, what, what can we do? And our event coordinator came up with the idea of like, well, why don't maybe a beer garden? And so that's what we did. And it worked. It's, we've done that since 2020 and it's been a lot of fun. Very yeah, cool. it's been cool. So we'll keep that going. We also do throughout the year, we have different events that we, we, we try to do. The pandemic, again, put a real break on things, mm-hmm. but we had like a really, we did like a Valentine's Day event, which was fun for adults. And we also have our annual fundraiser that happens. It's tickets to come in and eat, have some food and, and drink. So we have some some, some cool evening events that we we do so when's your big fundraiser that's in the spring uh, the spring so okay. we'll be doing that in that's called aqua fair and that will be i think we picked a date it's in march this year okay i think <laughs> We, just the we literally just we're working on the date. So keep an eye on the website. If Kids' you want website to, is where the best. That. All of yeah. our information is. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a that's a fun event too. Again, because seeing this place at night is such a it's a, such a different that's, experience, uh, yeah. and I love having that for people. So it's really cool. So yeah, that's that's uh, that's it for for events. All right. Anything else you wanted to? mention i feel like we've talked about so much i can't remember yeah right no well once you get me started it's hard to say um let's see um find us on social media oh, yeah. facebook instagram tiktok 
Yeah, thanks. Yes. As you, as the social media coordinator sits in the room. <laughs> so GL Aquarium for most So GLAquarium.org okay. is, our, is our website. Yep. But, yeah. Or GL Aquarium for our social media. Yeah, Great Lakes Aquarium. You can just search that. Okay. And it should pop up as the first Absolutely. one. Absolutely. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, come say hi to Loki or Electric Eel. Highly recommend. It is fun to see, to come to come in and, and have a chance to touch some of those animals I was talking about. I mean, you just don't get to do that. And yeah. I love that mm-hmm. part of it. It's really fun. So it's really for us, it's it's this is a really important time, I think, because it has been such the social distancing and we've had to be, you know, so much of it has been try to keep away from each other. And and so in the next year, we're really focusing our energy like, OK, let's start, we can start getting back together again and learning together. You, you learn so much better when you are with others and, and can see other people interact. My favorite story before we go was watching his family and they not from spoke a different language but I could tell exactly what was going on in mine because there was these <laughs> there was these young gals they were probably teenagers were over at our anemone touch pool and one of the anemones that they were touching the the tentacles would like stick to your finger it kind of freaks you out you know and they were like oh you know I could see him kind of geeking out about it. and then I saw the two of them like talking obviously not knowing what they're saying but they're chatting away and laughing and they leave and they came back a couple minutes later with their mom and they were like, you know, talking to the mom, pointing at the anemone, and yeah. you saw her touch, and the phones came out. And I'm like, oh, this is gonna be great, <laughs> right? Like the minute, and of course she squealed when she was bigger, and they were like videoing away, and I was like, aw, <laughs> that's that's coming together. That's coming together. <laughs> so we want to see more of those kind of interactions. Good to see teenagers bonding with their parents. <laughs> that's what. Probably my favorite, one of my favorite moments of the aquarium. You should see if you could find, I'm sure they posted that footage somewhere. I know, I, yeah, I wouldn't even know where to begin, but it was amazing. That's it was great. amazing, yeah. So, no, I, I, you know, it's, 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 uh, if you haven't, you know, just to plug our community too, I mean, Duluth is a great place. If you haven't had a chance to come up here, summertime is great. Fall is great. Winter is great. I mean, it's a really a fun it's fun. Just come to the aquarium, of course. Yeah, like that's going on. that's yeah. priority. And then yeah, check well, out some of the other things. I mean, in the winter time, you can go to Bentleyville. Yeah, after we're your right there. Visit to the aquarium. So yep, come yep, check the aquarium out. Go to Bentleyville for sure. Make a whole do some day skiing. of it. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of great things to do around here. So now that's my plug. All right. Come here and then head up to Grand Marais. See, <laughs> yeah, helping there you guys go. out. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we we always talk about how Duluth is. You have to stop here. Even if you're driving all the way up to Grand Marais, mm. you should stop and do something in Duluth. Right, There's so much out. history and so much. Yeah, it's a fun community. Just beautiful stuff. Yeah, it's a beautiful place, that's yeah. for sure. And a great aquarium. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, you bet. This for sure. It's really great to chat with you guys. I'm Any sure. chance we can get to come to Duluth. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, you guys get a chance to check out the facility <laughs> oh, here. So, so yeah, yeah, Amy can, yeah. can show you around. That's all right, great. well, thank you so much. Yes, yeah. of course. This podcast episode is sponsored by Cascade Vacation Rentals. They know that life has a tendency to be overwhelming at times, and busy schedules often leave people feeling overwhelmed and disconnected. That's why they're here, to offer you the space and opportunity to reconnect to what's important. Cascade Vacation Rentals has one of the largest selections of privately owned vacation rental homes and cabins on Minnesota's North Shore of Lake Superior, from Duluth to the Canadian border. Their team is there to help you and your family or small group enjoy a vacation you'll remember for years to come. Visit them online at www.cascadevacationrentals.com. Hey, hi Joseph. So we're in the underbelly. Yeah, so uh, I'll show you a couple of things real quick. Yeah, this is where the magic happens. <laughs> this is our dive room here, which I'll show you. That's okay. Lot, but here's where all our dive gear is. There's, you know, that we get into to go get in the water. Pretty, looks like we have Margaret and Joanne diving today. Oh. And then in here, hey, Sorry. Oh, you know, just working. Living the dream. <laughs> this is our life support room. Okay. And so this is that filtration that I was talking to you about. All the systems that we have upstairs, this is uh, um, the filtration for them down here. And for the big systems, we have some other systems around that, that have kind of their own little filtration. My favorite story about this, you know, remember I was telling you about that 150 foot, you know, the bedrock? Yep. So we have the biggest tank we have is 26 feet tall. It's 45,000 gallons of water. And that's like what 450,000 pounds or something like that um and it's right above our head so we're literally under that tank right wow. now so yeah so we're yeah so if you see water like let's <laughs> <laughs> so this is underneath that tank 
So it gives you kind of that context. And these are the systems for that. Okay. So that's the filtration that you see over there. This um, one's so, looking at me. Yeah, because we still have a camera in here. We still oh, have something that said don't scratch or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have a video in here. Uh, we used to, not anymore. So you're not on, you're okay. not on camera, <laughs> camera anymore. My favorite story though, when we were plumbing all this together, I was working with the plumbing contractors and we were having this discussion about, because um, I, like I said, I put together a lot of these systems and we get a lot of leaks. Like you'll put plumbing into it, you're like, ah, oh, another leak. <laughs> and I said to the guy, because there's like 25 miles of pipe in this, yeah. in this facility. And I was like, what did you, like, how do you, what do you do if you get a leak? And he's like, ah, oh, we don't get leaks. And I'm like, okay, because they test all the water. And as he's telling me that we're turning on system and a pipe just explodes. <laughs> water just goes everywhere. And he goes, oh, we missed that one. <laughs> that was my favorite. It's like brilliant, brilliant. Ah, we got a scuba of, diver. Yeah, speaking of a diver, say hi. This is a podcast. Hello. This is Tabitha. Hello. So, Hello. where were you? Which tank were you in? Which I was brand? just in Shark Tank. You were in the Shark Mediterranean exhibit there, yes. where we have Chewy. I was telling you guys about Chewy the shark. So you were in there cleaning, right? Yes. Don't do it any feeding when you're diving in there, right? No. Not in this exhibit. Yeah. Not in that one. Yeah. So we don't want the sharks to associate divers with food. food. That makes sense. So we should not feed anyone while we That's we're in smart. There. Yeah, you don't want to be food. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we want to keep you around. The little things. The little things. You like your yeah. feet and your hands and yep. other yeah. such things. <laughs> all ten fingers, all ten toes. Still. <laughs> Very good. Well, thanks, Tabitha. I yeah. appreciate it. So Tabitha is one of our aquarists, and okay. so that's her job is, is to take care of the, uh, um, the, the exhibit. She feeds the animals, and so like she'll have a set of, of exhibits that she's responsible for. Okay. So like shark exhibit that she was talking about, or the Mediterranean and shipwrecks, is one of her exhibits. So she has to clean it. I mean, she dives in it, maintains it. Um, and then here, this is our lab, so she'll also do stuff like water quality. Water quality. All of our, that, that life support that I was telling you about, there's more than just taking out particulates. It also has a biological component. We, the, there's a bacteria that helps clean up from the waste that the fish give up. They give up their waste in the form of ammonia. And so there's bacteria that help take that, change the form of that ammonia to a less toxic form. And so the only way we know if the life support works is by testing water. And so this is really important. So yeah. like the, the, the habitat, the, the cleanliness of the habitat and, the, and nutrition are the two most important parts for animal health. And so that's, that will be the next part of our tour. So, this so I, have a, I have a quick question. Yeah. For someone like Tabitha, what sort of qualifications do you need to have a job where you clean a shark tank? Right, so what we look for is somebody that is, uh, has like a degree in biology, okay. but, um, but, I also, but we also have, like for me, I had a tech degree, a technical degree in aquaculture. There's also an aquarium science technical degree that they have in Oregon Coast Community College. So one, two of our staff members came from there. But most of the time it's like there's a degree in biology or, or a lot of times I have people that I know that just have a really strong interest yeah. in, in aquariums and have basically been able to get in by doing internships or volunteering. And so that's another nice. way. So we look for a lot of that type of experience. But cool. most of our staff here have a degree in the sciences of some sort. And then over here is our kitchen. So this is... Oh, it smells very fishy. Oh, it's very, yes, absolutely. absolutely. That kind of hit you up right there. So you can see, oh, wow. so my favorite thing that we found, rats, that's for the eagle. Okay, I was wondering who ate that. Yeah. That's a and, weird thing can, to have in there. Yeah, but we have lots of different types of fish, as you mentioned, you can smell it when you came in. And What are we hearing? Yeah, somebody's back here. Oh, it might be the radio. Is there some? it's freeway. Oh, it's that. Yeah. Yeah, that's freeway. Okay. Yeah, freeway. Um, and so then we also feed out a lot of vegetables. I think these are probably raised in our garden. So oh, we, we do, um, we have a garden that we raise a lot of our vegetables in the summertime because surprisingly a lot of fish eat vegetables. Um, but we also feed that out to some more reptiles and amphibians. I do like that there's there. almost like a menu up here. Absolutely. Like you can have shrimps, Yep, you can say, yeah, this is what we pull. <laughs> so this gives you an idea every day. So today is Tuesday, Tuesday. right? So this is what they'll pull tonight. All of this will get pulled out of the freezer for tomorrow and will okay. be fed out. And then so vice versa. So this is the food pull because we have to have all of our food has to be frozen. It has to be really good quality. So we pull it the night before, let it thaw overnight, and then we can use it the next day. Okay. And so, and yeah, so we're the uh, USDA is our, our uh, um, who sort of regulates what we do in our food kitchen. So they come and inspect us and make sure everything's clean and the food's good quality. And over here, this is our, we can't walk in there, but you can at least see it. This is our holding room. 
Um, so this is where Mitch, I was mentioning our holding when I was when we built the facility. It's sort of a miniature version of that. So this is where we can any new animal that comes in, we can put them. We do a quarantine with them, so they spend 30 days in here. We make sure that they're they're doing okay, that they're they don't have any diseases, that they're eating what we've given them, that they're healthy. We can do some prophylactic treatments on them, and they spend uh, um, time in there. And once 30 days is up, we have a couple of uh, little um, checks that we can do health checks and then we put them with the rest of the animals. But we also have this as a sick area, our hospital. So if we have animals that are sick, we can bring them down here and we can treat them. And also holding. So that little, that cawing that you're hearing is Freeway. Freeway's a black crow. And oh, okay. we're gonna be, um, we're gonna be building a new exhibit for him this fall. So he's down here and holding. And oh, so he's we can, in here? You can hear him. So, yeah, okay, he's I was, like, I was the, trying to figure out where it was yeah, coming from. Yeah, he's like, in one of the cure rooms. And so then like once we get his exhibit that we'll be building this fall, then he'll go upstairs. So you're gonna so. have a crow soon? Yeah, well, we've had him for a long time. Oh. We've had the black crow for uh, probably about 12, 13 years. Yeah, crows. yeah they're, crows are very I interesting. I, I, hold There's, on, hold on. I, I really love crows. You oh right on you have to oh yeah for so, sure well then you have to come yeah you yeah. have to see Freeway when he when he to, gets yeah. his exhibit here Freeway's great and crows are super smart and yeah. it's you know a lot of people don't it's really fun for us because one of that exhibit is our newest exhibit that we're going to be working on this year and it's talking about like backyard science like you just look Aren't in your you backyard yes I I have they don't bring me gifts yet which I was I was like. But I have chickens, so what I do is I have some bricks sitting on my patio deck and I set the eggs in there. Then I call for them, I'm like, crow friends, you food's out. <laughs> I'll go inside like five minutes later, my, there's one or two and they'll come and they'll grab them one at a time and yep. take them wherever they take They're them, very come back, cool. they go back and forth. Yep, freeways, so. yeah, freeways, he's really awesome. You know, just talking about how interesting, like, first of all, we're in their habitat, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of that habitat encroachment and, and learning to live together is a really important yeah. part too, because you know, and your behavior is really interesting. Cause like, here's with the eggs. Like you actually are trying to get the crows in. I want them. <laughs> when you hear people talk about, oh, they're in my garbage. It's yeah. like, okay, well, what are you doing? That's actually enticing them over. And you don't yeah. even think about it. Yeah. So we're going to try to use those to, as a way to talk about, you know, how do you, how do we kind of cohabitate? You know, my, my crows actually protect my chickens. I've seen them dive bomb a fox Abs before. Yeah, for so sure. So they know, they figured out like those yeah. eggs come from them. We need to keep them alive, kill that thing, not kill it, but <laughs> keep get it rid away. of it, get it they away. They do, they're very smart. Yeah. Very smart. So we'll go this All way. Right. I'll show you one more thing and then I'll have Amy tour you through the uh, this is our culture room, and so I just wanted to show you a little baby jellyfish. Oh my gosh! Oh, there, that's fine. This is not okay, hold It's just tight in there, so it's not much. Wow! So we raise, uh, so actually Miranda, our curator of fishes, she raises these guys, and so she's very, very good at raising jellyfish. We also keep, so we have live food in there, so like in the corner is brine shrimp. And those little things bubbling away next to you is algae. Okay, so I was like, are you brewing something? Right, right, we're brewing algae. Yeah. Yep, so that algae <laughs> will go in for the brine shrimp and it'll enrich the brine shrimp, which and make them a much more nutritious so meal cool. for our fish that will feed out in that. our corals and things. This is, okay, I just want to describe it because it almost like it's purposefully in a almost circular shape. Correct. Yeah. And they're just flowing around yep. in little circles yep. around each other. a and specific style for jellyfish, it's called a chrysal. And, and because we have that circular flow in there, but you'll see it's also quiet because yeah. you can't have any bubbles. So all the bubble action and oh. aeration has to be here, but it has to be, you can't have bubbles in the aquarium because they'll actually try to eat the bubbles and that's really bad. So it has to be still and you have to have this. And because they just are bad swimmers, you need them to have this flow so that they move They're around or else the, yep, and it has to be circular or they'll get stuck in a corner. And they go from being like, Really, this, really oh, like smaller than my fingernail to yeah. being the size of my almost the size of my palm, yeah. but they're so cute. And there's adults, and there's okay. adults that can get to be the size of a hobcat, like okay. oh, wow. really, really wow. big, like 14 inches. Like How that. old are these? Oh man, I don't know. That's okay. a good question. I want to, I don't I have no idea. They're probably probably a month old, maybe. They're not the same. Are they the same age? Or they're just growing? No, they're, I think they're, I think they're. Uh, Actually, I don't know that they might be the same age. Wow. Yep, yep, they might be because I think they've been. I wish Miranda was here to tell you. I, I'm not. I am not a jellyfish expert <laughs> by any stretch of the means. They're they're so they're yeah. clear too. They're not. There's there's no color to them. Right. Well, except a little white, I guess. Yeah, but they're so yeah. cool. Yeah, they're uh, very cool. I love them. They're, they're really <laughs> neat animals for sure. Miranda, when she came on board, we just had a, a few jellyfish on display. 
and she uh, uh, more jellyfish. She was just like, you guys, I can raise these. And we're like, all right, sure. And then we had like 100 within a few months. Um, yep, I was going to say, you yep. probably want to go up here. So this is where I will let you go with Amy's hands. And yeah, Jay, thanks a lot. Thank and, you, Jay. Um, look for, I hope this the, turns out well. Hopefully it's going to be, I, I'm excited. I mean, I, I feel like I learned a lot. And it's yeah. like, I'm really excited about the aquarium. Enjoy, yeah. thanks. Nice to meet you all. <laughs> all right, so now we're in the elevator. We're heading up to the main aquarium. And you've been a little bit in the background, but why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm, I'm Amy. I am the social media coordinator here at Great Lakes Aquarium. Excellent. And how long have you been in this position? Uh, I actually just started last July. So it's been almost, well, it has been a little bit over a year. Okay. So. Do you love it or do you love it? I love it, yes. Um, this is actually my first permanent position in my life. So before I've always worked seasonals as like a park ranger through the National Park Service or the Forest Service. COVID really kind of whacked me in the face. So I was over at Long Lake over in Aitken County for like three weeks and then COVID hit and then I was out of a job. And then last summer I worked up at Wolfridge for a bit and then I got the job here, and so I'm glad to not have to wander around yes. anymore and move myself. So, so you're in Duluth for good. Yeah. Oh, Excuse us, Andy. Oops. Sorry. Um, so this is the Origins exhibit. Jay was talking it a little about it a little bit. This is kind of where everything started to form the Great Lakes. And so when we go through the aquarium, you'll see it starting in Origins, kind of talking about the shallow seas, um, evolution as animals and other creatures. And then it branches out into Minnesota and then the world. Okay, yeah. cool. Got the beginning of the seas in the Great Lakes Aquarium. So this is just all coral because coral was here first before organisms came. So that thing's living, right? It's all living. Coral is living. Uh, they're actually an animal. Some people think they're a plant, but they're animals. That is, what does it eat? Uh, some will eat shrimp, like little tiny pieces of fish or um, algae or zooplankton. I've never seen one like this before. I'm like completely entranced by it because it's so cool looking. It's almost... I, yeah, I love watching them just kind of flow in the water. And occasionally one will stick out and then you, it'll get a little bit longer for a second and then go back. Yep. That is so cool. It's like it's dancing. Yeah. And you can actually see um, the anatomy of some of these. You can see this is where their mouth is underneath. Oh. They do look fuzzy. <laughs> I want to pet this one so bad. <laughs> so we have, oh, Madagascar hissing cat. Yeah, so um, once the seas and everything got established, then you get the rise of bugs and creatures um, where fish, you know, they start out in the sea and then you get the terrestrial animals. And then here we have uh, the American alligators, um, Binks, Casper, and Salem. They're all sunning right there. <laughs> Um, I'm so happy. Once they get big enough, uh, we get them from a facility in Florida. And so once they get big enough and they outgrow their exhibit, we will send them back. Okay. Yep. They're, they're just so, so chilled and happy. They're just hanging out. Yep. And so Minnesota used to be an ancient swamp. And like Jay said, the aquarium was sitting on a swamp. I mean, Grand Marais literally means yep. huge, big huge swamp. swamp. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> So at some points, and that's why the co-op parking lot floods when it rains. <laughs> yeah, and then so of course at some point in the swampy conditions, you know, millions of years ago, alligators were thought to have lived here and then migrated down south as climate change. Well, they just found a couple in Wisconsin, but I think those were did pets. they really? But yeah, they they pulled them out of a, I don't know if it was a swamp or a lake, but yeah, there there was reports of an alligator. Wait, I think what? It, yeah, in Wisconsin. What? This is why I watch news on TikTok. Um, <laughs> you find all sorts of things. Come over here. This, the aquarium has like really great views of the aerial lift bridge. Oh, yeah. You can see the lift bridge go up right now. It's really fun to watch like huge barges go Oh, yeah. It is the bottom of the hour. It is the bottom of the hour. Martha used to work at the, the beach, beach house. house. Oh, really? So I had to know the, the schedule. schedule yeah. Getting bridged is not an excuse to be yeah. late. But yeah, it's like a wood lot of, um, we've got a patio downstairs that people will go, go out and just sit on there and just watch the bridge go up. That's really cool. So this is Cedar's exhibit. Um, we just got him a few months ago. He is a ju juvenile opossum. He's sleeping right now. He's usually around in the morning during feeding time. And then he usually goes up to Oh, okay, so he's got a little... Yeah, he's adorable. He's got the biggest ears I've ever seen. <laughs> like Dumbo. He's in there, yeah. 
Are they hiding in there? Uh, or in his log? Otherwise, he also has a oh, little, I see. Yeah, uh, a little behind the scenes exhibit cool. too. Um, there's a window here with the heat lamp in it. Oh, there he is. You can watch him sleeping. Yeah. He's right there. Oh my gosh, he's so cute. Yeah. That's oh my God. sometimes for enrichment, he um, gets to go outside. And he, if there's like dandelions around, he'll eat the dandelions. Oh, that's so cute. And this is based off the actual baptism river up in Tadaguchi State Park. That's where I used to swim as a kid. Don't swim in the rivers. <laughs> you might that get was a long time away. ago. <laughs> Don't do it. And then this is our St. Louis <gasps> River exhibit with turtles, turtles and ducks. And ducks. Hi, ducks. Hi, turtles. Oh, they just kissed. I don't know if they did it on Not purpose. In front of the kids. No. During uh, Grandma's Marathon, we have our annual turtle trot. So we'll take them out on the lawn in Bayfront Park and set up like a, I think it's a .0001K. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just, we set them on the grass and they can choose to move. They can choose not to. Um, but whoever reaches the finish line first gets to win. Nice. <laughs> Some of them choose not to. It's like, yeah, I'm not you know. It today. This year, winners um, was Checkers, and it was the second year in a row winning. Wow, he's a, he's the uh, ambitious one. He is, yes. This is Crush, the camping <gasps> turtle. Oh, wow. he is. He's a big boy. Wow. I believe he's about fifty-five pounds. Big boy. That's bigger than my children. His feet are. Yeah, look at those paws. And then be like, yeah. Their paws are used for like digging in the substrate at the bottom of lakes and rivers to search for food or lay eggs. There are old photos of him in the common drive dated like 1999 or something. Oh, so he was here from the get go. Yeah. All right. Since the beginning. Hi, buddy. And then we've got uh, a sturgeon in here, some muskie and a walleye. Okay. Oh, that was the random question I was going to ask. I always like to ask one random question, but I was going to ask Jay if they, he thought there was sturgeon in Sturgeon Lake, because that's an <laughs> ongoing joke we have at the camp we right. went to. Nobody's ever seen a sturgeon in Sturgeon so why Lake, so why is sturgeon it in? Lake. Yeah. Right. Maybe it was at one point. Maybe that's these are them. Pike and Pike Lake? Yeah, exactly. Actually, it's probably our Pike and Pike Lake. <laughs> Ooh, a snake. Ball python. Here's another turtle. Yeah, so that's um, the Blanding's turtle, Pie. And then Walter, the wood turtle, he's in here too, usually. Oh, he, I think he might be down in here. Okay, yeah. Hiding. Yeah. And then this is Squirtle. He's an albino painted turtle. Squirtle? Squirtle the turtle. Oh my goodness. He's sunning himself on his rock right, you gotta, right now. That, that guy is... He is albino, okay. yep. So he can't be released either. Yep. Now he's looking at hey, us. Buddy. And this is actually where Freeway's old habitat used to be. Okay. So now he'll be going upstairs. What's coming in down here? Just that one, I'm not sure. So I oh. don't know what they're going to do. Oh, yeah. Where's um, Freeway? That used to be like our wave simulator, that tank right there. Mm -hmm. And that used to be here under the stairs. But now they converted, converted it into a fish tank. Okay. And so that's going to stay there. And then this new water table opened up last November. So this is the um, watershed and kind of explaining how right. it flows. Yep. Okay. And this is the H2O exhibit. So this kind of explains how water moves through a community and how it connects all of us. Very cool. So we uh, have like a magnet maze in there too. So kids can kind of pretend that they're going through the water Rush. system. Yep. That's or cool. push a marble through. Let's see if otter and or egg it. Uh, yeah, this is this is what Martha came for right yeah. here. <laughs> yes, and I don't see them, so I'm a little bummed out. A, a good time to come is during 11 or 3 o'clock. If we have otter program going on, it's usually around 3 o'clock. Where do they, are they back here? Yeah, or? so they have oh. a little den right there. So actually over here. Here you like go, Martha. Down. There they are. They're, They're under right their, there. They like to cuddle in their blankets. That's a recording oh, of okay. their training. But, um... They like to sleep under their blankets. You'll, sometimes you'll get to see them like dig around in their blankets like yeah. a dog does and just oh my curl up. And oh, they're so cute. They're adorable. And this is our Isle Royale exhibit. This so is the 23 foot tank. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And there's three sections of it. So this this is IR1, that's IR2, and then over there is IR3. And so this is where our volunteer divers will come in and then they'll clean the tank as well as like give pieces of fish to the fish that come up to them. And this is where Helga is? That's, this is where Helga is, yeah. Okay. So, Do you know which one she is? I think she's this big one right here that's just kind of chilling oh God, at the rock. Like I know, yeah. it's like, where is it? <laughs> there it is, okay. Oh, oh my God. goodness, hi Helga. I heard all about you. <laughs> You're so big. Imagine that being on like the waterfront at camp. That's why I don't think there's actually a sturgeon. Sturgeon Lake. <laughs> <In> sturgeon Lake. <laughs> 
It's got to be cold enough for a sturgeon. I feel like I've been. Yeah, like I'm falling in. Yeah. I stare at it. I'm like, Sturgeon oh. needed, like, like, and you'll see in the sturgeon touch pool, it's going to be cold. They need, like, okay. 55 degrees on average. Yeah. And okay. so, you know, if you go into Sturgeon Lake and it's definitely warmer than 55 it is definitely degrees. Than 55. I, I feel like that's a name's a lie. Yeah, more jellies. Yeah, those are nettles. And then we've got more uh, coral reef exhibits, and then there's the ah, there's the shipwrecks over there. Yeah. Oh, look at the seahorses. And then around this corner goes to the Amazon exhibit. All right. So it's up to where you guys want to go. Let's go check out the shipwreck. Okay. Because we heard so much about sure. it. Right? The shipwrecks. Mm-hmm. This is the shark exhibit. That um, okay. big white guy right there. That's Chewy. Chewy. And then um, our husbandry team is just a bunch of nerds. There's like Chewy for Chewbacca, and then the two Rays are Ray and Leia. <laughs> That's great. He's so cute. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize sharks were so cute. The name's a little misleading because obviously they don't have stripes like a zebra. Yeah. But when they're first born, they do, and then those stripes <laughs> fade away. I just I love watching the cow nose Rays go through. It's like they're flying through the water. Have you ever got to do anything fun being an employee, like something that most people don't get to do? Oh. I mean, I get to go behind the scenes, which is really fun. We can't do that here today just because it's like a really tiny cramped space. Um, But I get to go behind the scenes. And like, if you look over to the truck exhibit, you'll see a porcupine fish in there named Norbert. If you kind of like go above the tank, he'll just go right up to you thinking he's going to get fed. Uh, So he's got such a personality. So we can go over there. Is that Dory? Yes, that's Dory. There are blue tangs in there. Yep. What is that one over there? He's kind of down below and now he's swimming back up. Oh, that's the unicorn fish. The one with the long nose? No, no, no. Uh, Right above it. It's like striped and it's coming over this way. Oh, the yellow and blue striped one? He just disappeared. Coran angelfish. Okay. Yep. Beautiful. Oh, you were, is yep. that a puffer? Yes, that's Norbert right there. Norbert. The porcupine puffer fish. And if Norbert will face us, you'll see that he's got a little smile on his face. He's like, mm, yeah, okay. Oh, there you go. There he's he turning. Oh my God. Get, get he Norbert. always looks like he's smiling. And it's fun when the divers are in the clean because you can just see them go inside it and do their cleaning and feeding. And Norbert will go check them out, see what they're doing. What's the unicorn fish's name? I don't know if that one's got a name. I don't think they, they name every fish name in the here. <laughs> I, I see how it goes. Oh, and it would be hard to keep track oh, yeah, of. yeah, like, because there's a bunch of them. Yeah, I know in the is... pot-bellied seahorse exhibit, there's one named Pancake. I don't know if they're all named Pancake, but... <laughs> got a little diver suit over there. The uh, technology on the diver suit has definitely improved. Yeah, that's more like a... Deep sea. Deep sea. Your hundreds. <laughs> don't let your brain implode. Yeah. SpongeBob. <laughs> Those are big sturgeons. Yeah. <laughs> and bigger than me. That's scary. And sturgeon, um, a lot of them are con- considered endangered just because it takes like 20 years of them to be able to uh, reproduce. Wow. And so, so it's human. Yeah. And a lot of um, a lot of uh, companies that sell like sturgeon blueberry caviar, they kill the sturgeon to get the caviar. And so that's why they're endangered is because there's not enough time in between for them to repopulate. Last thing is the Amazon exhibit. All right, so, let's go to Amazon. Yeah. That's fun. <gasps> you! Is that, this is the is that this? Yeah, I was yeah, going to say. Fish, I, yeah. I know that's... We got one that's, starfish. That's an invasive in species, right? That's the invasive okay, species. Okay, that's what I thought. About. Yeah. yeah. Down in Florida. I was going to try to describe yeah. it, but then I was nervous that I was thinking of the completely wrong fish. And they're, they're, I think they're actually, like, really pretty. It's like, they when are. they look straight on by you, you can see just their, what looks like a mane on God, them. the little yeah. suckers on the starfish. Oh, I didn't even see the starfish. Grasshoppers. And we have frogs, too. Cuban tree frogs. And they tend to hide under their logs. Okay. There's one. Oh, yeah. They blend in really good. They're so chubby. It's <laughs> a little game of can they find us? <laughs> oh, another frog? Yep. Oh, uh, ooh, he's big. Oh, frog. They're huge. Oh, wow, yeah. What's up, dude? <laughs> and then this is our Oh, Loki. I like to put him to... Marvel TikToks, so. Buddy, you are big. So is this the rave <laughs> Yeah, room? so actually, uh, we have Christmas lights up here, and every time he sends out electric pulses, they'll light up. That is cool. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, oh, they're doing it right now. Oh, they just lit up. That's so cool. 
I think I got that on video. <laughs> Yay! Thank you for that. He's like, you're smile. welcome. It does look like he's smiling. Fish are a lot cuter than I ever gave them credit for, I gotta say. So, such personalities. Yeah. I think yeah. eels were like so thick. Yeah, I thought they were flatter almost and skinny. Yeah. But like, nobody moves big. in the bottom, does like, the, the little wavy thingy. Cool. Come on, start the party. He did free. He was like, I'm tired. It's like, oh, he did it again. It's like when you ask him to do it, he does it. <laughs> Why are you so responsive? I, I think I'm in love with you. Martha's found her new best friend. She thought it was going to be the otters. It turns out it's the eel. Well, the otters decided they didn't want to see me today. Right? So. That was brutal. If they're out, I'll take Loki. Oh, he did it again. <laughs> He's saying goodbye. Bye. He's like, bye, new best friend. <laughs> Come back. That's about, that's the aquarium. All right. I love it here. Oh, it's nice. nice. Great. I learned a lot, actually. Yeah. Yeah, there's like a lot to read and do and see and... Looks like fun. It is. Kids it's so much smocks, fun. playing in water and... It's like the biggest water table ever. It's crazy. Oh, yes. This is great. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. We had a great time. Yeah, yeah I can't wait so to hear it. Fun. All Hold on, are. say that again. What is the name of your podcast? Supernatural Park. All right. So that was your tour backstage look, quote look, because it's a podcast. You can't see it. But check out our uh, Instagram, Facebook for Exploring the North Shore. That is at Exploring North Shore on Instagram, Exploring the North Shore on Facebook. And of course, check out our TikTok that we share with Cascade Vacation Rentals at StayCVR because we're going to have some TikToks going in there. We also have some cool things that happened in Grand Marais this past week, including a visit from a tall ship to the Grand Marais Harbor. So of course, the uh, Festival of Sail is happening in two harbors this week. So a ship on its way decided to visit Grand Marais and it stayed in the harbor overnight and kind of gave the townsfolk quite a thrill. Uh, but that is gone now and the ship should be on their way down to the Festival of Sail that is happening this weekend. But that is your Great Lakes Aquarium episode. Of course, visit them on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, either Great Lakes Aquarium or GL Aquarium, and check out what they have going on. And we will see you soon. I'm Jay. And I'm Martha. And this has been Exploring the North Shore.